edition of The Empty Parlor, hosted by Jeff Lynch. I don't have my partner here, Matt Lamb, tonight. So we're going to actually like go through some spooky news. Let's do some like random wikis and like let's see if I can like riff off that shit by myself. I've actually never done a podcast by myself. So I have Wikipedia queued up here. So I think like something that we can do, let's just go through some random Wikipedia articles. So I'm scrolling th- through these right now. A few of them that we actually had that were pretty funny in previous episodes. So let's see if I can get anything worth a uh, shit at all. And then we can just like, go on a deep dive after that, which I think is really fun. So essentially what I'll do is I'll go through like a random Wikipedia page. And once I find it, then be like, okay, so let's like, go deeper into this and deeper and deeper. And I find that to be really fun. Like go to YouTube videos. I'll link you guys to the YouTube videos or at least I'll tell you where to go on YouTube for this kind of stuff. And we can like find like maybe like a region space and like a place in time or like maybe like a place in the cosmos that will come up on Wikipedia and we'll look into that and really get weird with it. So I'm clicking through these right now. So I just actually landed on one. So the tomb of he- the tomb of the old heroes. Actually, it's the tombs of the old heroes. So this is multiple tombs. Uh, in German, it's Grab Grabmal. Uh, I can't speak fucking German, dude. But it's Grabmal Alter Helden. It's a it is an oil an oil on canvas painting by Caspar David Frederick, painted between April and August 1812. So April, May, June, July, August. So like, it's like four to five months, man. That's that's a pretty intense situation, and uh, it's I mean it's a lot of brown, well, yellows, browns, you know, obviously blacks, uh, and then greens, and then sage colors, and then which fade into black for the foreground ferns. So look up the tombs of the old heroes, and that's what we're looking at right now. I mean, it's it's interesting, but you know, this is the empty parlor. This is just like. <laughs> my co-host isn't here so this is just like me pretending to scroll through reddit but instead of scrolling through reddit we're doing wiki- random wikipedias you know so this was painted in like a four to five month period in the 18 in 1812 it's also known as the graves of the fallen freedom fighters uh in german let's see if i can do this graber gefei gefallener freich skrieger terrible terrible German there dude I did Spanish in high school and uh, all I learned in Spanish in high school was that if a really big bully picks on you and you know how to wrestle fuck him up dude that's all that's all I learned and also I learned I learned like the alphabet and numbers but it's not that important either way so uh, it's also known as the graves of the fallen freedom fighters or Arminius's grave it is now in the uh, Hamburg Kunsthalle. I think that's how you'd say it. Kunsthalle. Whatever that. Let's let's look, let's look into the Hamburg Kunsthalle. Hamburg. Uh, is there a phonetic pronunciation of this that I could probably use? But that's fine. The Hamburg Kunsthalle is the is the art museum of the free in Hanseatic city of Hamburg, Germany. Hanseatic, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's long A or short A. You know, it gets weird. It is one of the largest art museums in the country. The museum consists of three connected buildings dating from 1869, uh, 1921, and 1997. So those are the three wings that are built at those times. 
So we go back to the Tombs of the Old Heroes. Uh, this was this was made in 1812. So that, that that's a question that I have. It's like how how long did it take for this painting to become revered? You know, like this is like 57 years after this painting was made is when this place was built. I wonder if at that point it was installed into, into this gallery. And the Wikipedia that I pa- page that I have up right now of the Tombs of the Old Heroes, it's it's only. <laughs> what I read you guys <laughs> it has references in German a bunch of stuff and then it just it has an ISBN number for a book so I can go to the ISBN number for the book and the book sources what the fucking tit fucks dude I gotta copy and paste hold on oh no never mind okay so I gotta copy and paste this ISBN number at the end of the Wikipedia Wikipedia article so I go there and I google that that little bastard dude Wiki wand is what it brings me to. I wonder what that is. So find this book, man. Like, whoa. All right. Typed in the ISBN. If you believe this is a mistake, please tell us about it. This page is not found. Okay. So there's something fucked up about the ISBN reference that they gave. Uh, Verk, Verk, Ver, is it fair? Is it is W-E-R-K-V-E-R-Z-E-I-C-H-N-I-S in German. Verk. Verkverzeichnis. I think that's how you'd say that. Again, I didn't take German. I just had some, a couple friends that were super into German when I was growing up. So I picked up some crap along the way. It doesn't really matter. So uh, Hamburg Kunsthal, a dope-ass museum. Check it out if you ever go to Germany. If you live in Germany, check that place out, man. It looks like they got some pretty dope paintings. They got a bunch of stuff by Edvard Munch, which, you know, the guy that did Scream. That's rad. That's pretty cool, you know. All right, so we could random wikis brought us tombs of the old heroes. Let's keep going, dude. Um, I guess while I'm finding this, uh, my weekend pretty boring. Went up to Charles City, Iowa, saw a lot less Trump flags of driving up. There was still a couple holdouts, you know, it's pretty ridiculous. But small town Iowa, you live in an area where you where you're surrounded by 35,000 people and only 100 of which you're going to meet. You know, stuff like that happens. So I accidentally clicked on about wiki. That's whatever. So 1581 in poetry. Dude, 1581, man. That's, an man, all the 1500s. You know, these people that are writing this kind of poetry back then that I presume, I haven't looked into it because, you know, it has a bunch of different areas. Well, actually, hold the fucking phone here, dude. Let's put a pin in what I was going to talk about in terms of 1851. Nationality words linked to articles with information on the nation's poetry or literature. So you got Britain, other. What the fuck is that, dude? It really is like in in 1581. Like, let's look up. Uh, this, so this is what the more fun part about doing these random wikis is for me. So I got 1581 in poetry, and it's like Great Britain, and then you have like three other things. Bullshit, dude. All right, established countries in 1581. Let's just Google that. All right. Category. States and territories established in 1851. So, or 1581, sorry. So, the Patangas. What is that? It has a flag and a seal and everything. I'm an ignorant fuck. I didn't know this exists. So, the Batangas is a province in the Philippines located in uh, Calabarzon region in Luzon. It is the capital of the city. No, its capital is the city Batangas, and it and is ordered by provinces of 
Cavite, I think Cavite, Cavite, C-A-V-I-T-E, and Laguna to the north and Quezon to the east. So like Laguna Beach in, I think, Florida or whatever the fuck that stupid ass reality TV show was where people just like pretended to like each other, all that shit. That's that fucking, that, that kind of crap, man. I had never got into that stuff. It's super weak, but... I presume that this place in America was named after this place in the Philippines because it's super beautiful. I mean, these pictures over here of Batangas from uh, Wikipedia, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but, like, they're super beautiful, man. Like, the, the capital building that I presume, yeah, the provincial, pro, provincial capital of Batangas City, that building's really, like, nice and pristine. It's pretty cool. The tall basilica, that looks pretty rad. You know, hey, I, I have a bunch of friends that are from the Philippines. Tell me stories from the Philippines and uh, they, they like they kind of insinuate that they didn't really have a lot of money, but the places that are more established in the Philippines are really really beautiful. Contrary to like my buddy Alvin was telling me, he was like, "Man, growing up we used uh, Pokemon cards and we had Pokemon cards and it was super rad." And it was like I was like, "Yeah, we just kind of traded them because like we thought they were cool. We never really played the game." But apparently in the Philippines, at least per my buddy Alvin, he was like, "Yo." So when we're messing around with, with these tra trading cards, what we're actually doing is we're playing for cards. They're like, they're like eight years old on the streets in the Philippines, actually probably in like somebody's living room or something like that. Uh, but wherever the hell they are, they have like eight kids around, and they're like all throwing Pokemon cards down, like betting. And they're like emulating their parents, I presume, because I think like there's some sort of uh, back channel uh, situation where most – people are gambling their money around and like yeah dude frank frank hit the jackpot last week he beat the shit out of all of us in whatever game we're playing and he just bought a new grill man good for him dude you know some shit like that so like the kids in the philippines from what alvin told me he was born born there and he came to america so it's like i'm using some context here you know uh so he's like he's like yeah so we all get in this like living room and we're just throwing around cards, and it's like betting, like, dude, I bet this fucking Blastoise, and I'm going to beat the shit out of you in this next hand. And then they play the hand, and it's like, oh, dude, you dumbass, you lost your Blastoise, bro. Like, how many packs did you open? And the crazy thing to me is that, like, that stuff is making a comeback. I, I So I got, I geeked out for a couple of days, like, looking into the um, surprise box, card opening kind of, like, culture that has come up in the background at least in the background for me and i think for most people if you don't tell them like there is a distinct like excuse me there's a distinct uh like culture or brand of people on youtube that are just like only opening up like surprise boxes so like i got into this like it was actually more like a weekend and I was like watching a lot of these videos and it was kind of interesting because I was watching this dude like open Pokemon cards. He's like, bro, I'm looking for this fucking like steel super secret uh, pristine S series. Like I can't remember what he called it, like prim prime mint or something like that. Like, like he's looking for the best card and he's looking for the best version of that card. And it's like, I guess somehow like in the lab and like at wherever Pokemon cards are made, there's like series of like mistakes that can be made. And it's like one in every few cards is like pristine baby. You know, it's like, yo, I got this Mewtwo and it has no defects. It's in the sleeve. It's in the plastic container. It's inside of the 
foam fucking box that I got it and it's never going to be affected and it's like pristine dude like I don't know how much they pay for that shit like 50 bucks I don't know dude however I have heard that if you have like original OGS Pokemon cards that like you know they're pressing them off the sheets who fucking knows if they're like I don't really understand that That that's something I got to make clear here is that like I don't really understand how like you got you got Pokemon cards and you're you're really super into them and you're collecting these things but you have like four different like tiers of Pokemon cards you get. So you get like one and you're like, this one is all fucked up. And my question is, why is it all fucked up? Like it came straight from Pokemon headquarters, right? Like you're getting this shit straight from the manufacturer. And you're getting different kinds of fucked up cards. You're like this is very, I, I, dude, I'm telling you, it took a whole, dude, dude, dad, I don't give a shit. Whoever you are listening to this, I'm telling you right now, I took like probably 30 hours in a weekend. I was just like, Caitlin had shit going on. She was working. She was actually making money. I was just sitting here like a fucking dork watching YouTube fucking videos about Pokemon cards. But it was like really fascinating as a research project because these dudes were talking about, they're like, yo, dude, this one is fucking rad dude and i didn't see any difference but then they go like there's there's a normal there's normal warp that occurs in this run of pokemon cards and it's like this one it just happened to be between april and august of this year and during that year they just had particularly humid summer you know and it's like jesus fucking christ you know it's absolutely it's absolutely kind of ridiculous to me that people take this shit so seriously where they're like yeah that song's got a warp in it so it's not worth as much it's a fucking pokemon card guys like like i am totally on board with people being like this stuff can be valuable and it's it's super rad but what you're dealing with is a piece of paper that is artificially valuable because people are like yo i only made 14 of those cards and it's like yo i think this card's super rad they're like i'm never making any more of them dude like, yo, for one, you're a fucking dick. Like, you're like, I'm never making more of these cards. And people that I have them are like, I can sell them to fucking dweebs that want these cards because, you know, there's only 14 of them made and I have mine and I have it inside of a box and I have it inside of another box. I have it inside of a different box, got it inside my fridge. Then I fucking, once I got it inside my fridge for like two weeks, dude, I'm bringing it in my freezer because you can't have that crystallization fucking happen to you quickly because you don't want too large crystals. You want to keep the crystalline structure fucking minimal, dude. Like, give me a break, dog. You're seriously sitting there telling me, yo, this card is super valuable. Bullshit, man. If the fucking world ended, do you think people are going to be trading trading Pokemon cards? Long pause. Fucking maybe. My phone just went off. Either way. Dude, think about that. World ends. Fucking shit hits the fan, dude. Money's not worth dog shit. They're like, dude, you get that fucking Imperial cash? Fuck off. Only certain people take the money from the former United States. Everything goes fucked up. It's like, oh, really, dog? You're really accepting that shit? Bro, my fucking mortgage done, dude. That fucking bank tries to come after me. Oh, shit. Actually, I'm fucking thinking about this, and it's turning into like a John Wick situation for most mortgage owners because it's like, yo, money's bullshit. We're fucking trading in goods and services here now, motherfucker. You want to eat, dog? You want this fucking nice ham sandwich, bud? Hey, guess what? You got to fight Frank for it. It's like, I don't want to do that, but like, you got to, you have to, you kind of have to, dude. You got to, all right, MMA fight, you and Frank, whoever get, whoever wins gets the ham sandwiches. And it's like, I need at least five ham sandwiches throughout the week in order to survive. So I got to beat the shit out of Frank. You know what I mean? Like 
Shit like that fucking hits the fan. There's some sort of fucking like shadow government going on in your local area. There's nothing much that you can really do besides fucking conform to it. Because if you're like in a neighborhood, what are you going to do? Be the one house that gets fucking ransacked and everyone's like, hey, Jeff's shit is all for free now because we're in a fucking new republic and this motherfucker chose to be part of the imperialists. You can't do that, dude. You got to kind of like blend in. And then if you get, if they're like, dude, hey, it's either ham sandwiches for your family or you got to beat the fuck out of Frank, who's the two doors down neighbor that you never actually talked to I think you gotta probably kick the fucking shit out of Frank in order to get in order to get your sandwiches that's kind of what I'm thinking dude really I mean like think about that dude everything hits the fan and everyone in a, in a neighborhood's like we need to we need to band together think about that for one actually no I'm not gonna tell anybody where I live because that's kind of fucked up but for one, I live in a, like a decent, decent neighborhood, right? So like for sure, these fucking people are like, bro, I got nice shit. I want to fucking take care of this stuff. And we're kind of like not inside of the city. We're kind of like right outside of there, kind of chilling. So we can kind of barricade ourselves off. So like you have somebody that's like, yo, dude, I'm not part of it. Then I really think that could be a big problem. I don't think I want to be that person that's like creating a problem. Because if you really think about it, Think about this shit. I'll fucking riddle you this, bud. <laughs> shit hits the fan. Are you protecting yourself and your family, or are you trying to make the ethical decision? It doesn't fucking matter. You're protecting your family. And you know what? I really don't think there's going to have to be guns involved. Somebody comes to my house with a gun. They're like, give me all your shit. I'm going to fucking like talk him, try to talk him down. And then I'm just going to, dude, if I die... I fucking die. I'm not going to give all my shit away and be fucking homeless in the apocalypse. What's going to happen? Like, I, so you, some guy comes to your house and like, give me all your shit. And it's like, fuck off, man. He's like, I'm going to shoot you in the face right now. And unless you give me your shit and you're like, okay, I'm going to give you all my shit. So here's all my food. Here's a fucking Santa Claus. You have, he has a Santa Claus sack, you know, you fucking throw all your fucking rigatonis and, and frozen meats and shit in there, dude. I have a fucking full drawer, full drawer of bubblies, dude. He's going to take all the bubblies, dude. He's going to take all the bubblies, shake them up. He's going to create even more burps per can. So they're going to fucking pop those bastards open right when they start leaving. They're fucking walking away from my house with a Santa Claus bag full of my shit, burping it up on the bubblies because the bubblies got extra bubbly because they shook them up as they threw them inside of the Santa bag because they took all my shit. So what the fuck am I going to do, dude? Like, what are you going to do there? Well, I retort, well, is it not like net neutral to just try to fight that motherfucker? And if he kills you, he fucking kills you and you would already be fucked anyways. Because what are you going to do? You're going to go after that guy fucking takes all your shit and shakes up your bubblies and fucking walks off. He's going to he's he's going to have all your shit and you can't get it back and you're going to have to go scrounge off your neighbors. So what is really like the function in staying alive there, dude, if really everything hits the fan and some guys like, okay ultimatum i fucking kill you or you give me your shit so you give me your shit and then you scrounge off your neighbors and then you live on the streets is that a good life dude i don't really know man you, i and, and in a post-apocalyptic society how are you supposed to rise the fuck back up dude like you might have that house still but you know you don't have anything in there you gotta like leave the house and you gotta get stuff coyotes might fucking move in dude are you gonna be able to fight a fucking coyote dude Come on, bro. Like, are you going to be able to fight a wild animal that takes over your house if you don't have any bubblies or you don't have any of your own food at your own house in order to keep yourself alive? I don't know, man. 
I don't think so. I think if uh, I think if wild animals took over your house, you're kind of fucked because you don't have anything, and you got to be able to get yourself off the ground. You you might as well fucking die, right? It as morbid as that is. So you have a guy going like, "Give me your shit, or I'm gonna fucking kill you." You might as well be like, "Yo, dude, fucking let's chill out for a second, man." And then you you try to bring him down, and then out of fucking nowhere, you just punch his fucking gun hand as hard as you can. His hand fucking releases the gun and then you just hit the guy a bunch of fucking times take his gun and get the fuck out of there and then you leave and then you try to leave for a long time but actually you know what that's probably a bad decision because you i mean i don't know if if you ask me don't fucking kill the guy because if he's going to kill you it's not really eye for an eye is not really that good man you know gandhi's pretty much right eye for an eye bullshit that sucks that's what gandhi said right that's dog shit so you had that situation, you know, you get multiple people there. It's a pretty fucked up sitch. You might end up, you might end up with a bunch of shaking up bubblies and the guys burping as they're leaving your fucking driveway. If they have like five or six guys, you know, two guys holding guns to you. Do you think that you'd be able to like get close enough to the first guy, hit his gun out of his hand? The other guy's not going to shoot because he's going to like, you. he's going to shoot through you into his friend. The guy's probably watched like a bunch of John Wick movies where he's like, no, dude, I can't fucking shoot my boss when the guy's in front of him because I'm going to shoot through my guy through this bad guy and then it's going to hit my boss or whatever and it's like I'm actually the good guy here I'm fucking protecting my house I'm not going to give you all my shit bro I'm not going to let you shake up all my bubblies but you know like so this guy you you take out the first guy you fuck his gun up somehow he doesn't shoot you in the chest and then the other guy's like I'm going to fucking shoot you and you're like yeah right dog you won't do it you're you're but and you're like laying in front of his buddy you're like you're not fucking shooting me dude and you grab his gun and then you shoot his like maybe kneecap or something but then at the same time though like he can maybe shoot you so like what are you going to do there so he's you you got your gun pointed at him and he's got his gun pointed at you and you're like okay what the fuck are we going to do but then his friend's going to wake up so then you got to like somehow stand up before he grabs you when he wakes up cuz you only knocked him out for a second you know it's pretty fucked up situation so you got his gun you got this bad guy's gun in your hand you're pointing at the other bad guy is he gonna want to shoot you because you can shoot him back but what i always thought about in that situation if it's not too fucking nuts here dude so (laughs) if two people got the guns pointed at each other why are they not just shooting because like how are they gonna know if you fucking shoot and you roll dude you fucking laura croft that shit dude i don't think the guy that got shot is gonna be able to hit you but you but my whole thing is why the fuck are we shooting each other? My whole thing is like, I get this gun. Don't shoot me, bug. But it's like, I will fucking try to shoot you. If you shoot me first and you somehow don't fucking don't piece me. But like that, what, uh, you know, it's like, if somebody doesn't shoot you right away, my kind of philosophy is he's never going to shoot you. So you could just be like, I'm getting the fuck out of my house. Um, I'm going to leave your boss. there chilling and let's get the fuck out. But, but where the fuck are you going to go dog? How post-apocalyptic are we talking here? I think is another question that we can make. It's like it's totally society's gone. People are trading a Pokemon cards. Like a shiny Charizard's going for a Lamborghini. Shit is getting fucking nuts, man. Like solar solar panels, commodity for sure, right? Like oil, gas for the existing cars. Yeah, maybe, but like there's no infrastructure anymore. It's not like you can go on Wi-Fi. I think Wi-Fi is probably fucked because I would assume that the people at the top of like the mega corporations that are running your cable are probably like, dude, shit is hitting the fucking fan. We need to stop them from communicating because they're going to come for us. So I assume that the internet is probably going to go the fuck out 
because like media comes like yo dog they already fuck media media comes like they already hate us anyways we keep giving them a fucked up level of connection and they're like yo i am already mad it's like like yo we got a lot of customers with real violent guns and attitudes and they've called us so many times so mad dude like they're like bro i can't download this fucking wandavision episode and i'm on episode five and i don't know what the fuck is gonna happen here dude i need to see episode six because it's the most fucking important thing that's gonna happen in my life and if you don't fucking let me watch it mediacom i'm coming to your fucking office and they're like where the fuck did that call come from and then they're like dude literally in the middle of nowhere they're like dog that guy's got a fucking gun bud you know, like shit like that is happening in the normal days, dude. They're like, we better boost that motherfucker's connection directly right fucking now from our goddamn offices. Hit it up, Jerry. You know that the fucking guy that's controlling this shit has some passive ass name like Jerry too, dude. It's like, hey, who's the guy that's running shit? Like running the fucking internet with the switch. And he's like, I can I can input more fucking internet to wherever I want. And, and it's like that guy's name. It's fucking Geraldine, dude, and it's a guy, and his name is his short for Jerry, and he spells it with a fucking J, dude, with one R. It's weird. So that they're like Jerry with one R, bro. Hey, fucking pump him with with you know. For sure, that shit has happened. So when the internet goes out, like they're like the internet's out. They're like they don't even have a means to com- com- like to communicate with each other. So no matter how mad they are at us, they can't go back to their Facebook form and be like, "Hey, Greg with three G's, let's fuck shit up." And he's like, "Yeah, Jerry with one R, let's fuck shit up, dog." And then they go and they attack like a fucking local Wendy's, and they're like, "We're taking this shit over, dude." They don't even have any more chicken. They're just selling fucking fries, bro. It's the pocket. It's the apocalypse right now. Like we're taking over Wendy's now, <laughs> bro. What is like the pets are gonna do? Because like, I, you know, people are gonna be taking over Wendy's and shit is gonna be hitting the fan. They're like, we have no way of infrastructure, so they just take like the Wendy's loudspeaker out of the the drive-through window and they amplify it cuz I know that motherfucker is not as on the loudest thing it can be. So that speaker can go way louder. So what they do is they hijack a fucking Wendy's and they go and they rip off all the bullshit, all the screens and shit and they probably fucking come into those stream screens to use them for a different reason, you know? And they're like, "Bro, let's fucking amplify this fucking sound, dude." And we're going to lead the masses, bro. Cuz here's my thing. I don't think smart people are going to be the people that are going to be commandeering Wendy's and trying to lead the masses. I think the smart people, like the real geniuses are going to be like, I had a, I am going to get the fuck out. I know this shit is going to shit in the middle of it. They're like, I'm going to fucking get the fuck out of here. And I'm going to go get a yurt in Montana. And I, the only thing I'm going to have to deal with is fucking wolves. And I got, I'll bring guns and they're like yurt guns and, and I'm going to be vegetarian so the wolves don't fucking try to eat my scraps. But, you know, like that's what the smart people are doing, man. The smart people are going out and they're buying a $40,000 yurt that is a fucking good-ass size. And they're going to chill there during the apocalypse. And they're like, I got a fucking fully sustainable farm outside. Actually, it's right on top of my fucking yurt, bud. I fucking I'm growing shit on top of my yurt now. You know, it's like, yo, only thing I got to deal with 
random passerby coyote. They're going to show up and be like, get the fuck out of here. And the coyote is like, I know you, dude. You don't even eat meat, so it's fine, dog. I can't even eat you anyways. You get that fucking gun in your hand, bud. So, you know, the smart people are going to do that. But then, you know, you're going to have people that are going to be in town still. But I do think, though, that if the end of the world occurred and I was in my neighborhood I'm in right now, I'm pretty sure we're pretty good for a while. Like, I don't think we're going to have, like, waves of zombies going to be coming through until they, like, overtake all of Des Moines. But at that point, like, how is this, like, sea of zombies going to be spreading is what I'm kind of thinking about here. Because we could have a wave of fucking monsters coming at us from the south, dude. You know, like, fuck, you only have between Kansas City and Arkansas, there's only so many fucking people. There's, like, fucking 12 people between (laughs) between kansas city and arkansas in general like there are some real weird situations that occurred between in my travels down south from iowa and uh weirdly enough i don't know maybe i'm just a fucking stranger in everybody's eyes but you know show show up at a gas station trying to grab a fucking kombucha and they're like looking at me like i asked for a fucking alien tonic like uh do you guys have any kombucha here? And they're like, no. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, you you won't even fucking entertain it, dude. Like, okay, that's fine. But, like, tell me, like, no, we don't have any kombucha, but I think there might be one at high V. That'd be a fine answer, but you just go, put long pause, look at me with your dead fucking eyes and your little fucking woman mustache, weird-ass fucking fucking face you got with like the trucker hat on backwards but you got like some hair hanging out the front that's too long that's actually going towards your chin and it's like what the fuck is your look right now but then you wait for too long and then you just go no and it's like why do you have a southern accent now too man it's like you got a southern accent we're in like fucking southern missouri and i'm just asking for a kombucha because like i want my guts to feel good but they're just staring at me with those dead eyes that way too long a fucking front hair through the trucker hat like the gap in the fucking snapback trucker hat gap area it's way too long it's not tucked behind her ear or anything like that she's got some weird whiskers on her fucking upper lip that i noticed immediately and you know what i think her name was fucking ron (laughs) i don't know dude i don't know what her name was but really uh she was rude as fuck and uh, I just bought a pack of Stokes because we're on a road trip and boys be boys. We just hit those Stokes, you know. <sighs> Not really sure why the fuck I was going there. Oh, yeah, I was talking about the zombie apocalypse, which I think would be a really interesting scenario. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's like 14 people between Kansas City and Arkansas. So you're going to have like a wave of people from like Southern Louisiana and like Southern Alabama coming up North dude, passing that Mason Dixon line with more aggression than their great, great, great grandpas did dude. Like they're fucking probably real pissed zombies. Cause they're not happy people in regular life. At least in my, my experience, you know, like I met a bunch of people from the South and like a couple of people have been super dope and like been really smart and cool. And, I don't directly associate Southern accents with stupidity anymore, but if I'm going to mimic a stupid person, it's more than likely going to be with the Southern accent. Or maybe maybe uh, one time out of eight, it's going to be an Iowan accent, but like most of the time it's probably like a Northeast Texan accent because I'm an asshole. But either way, 
that's how I identify people that have a fucking like a real dumbass look on look on reality. It's like, man, my my grandpa, my grandpa was poor, so uh, white privilege ain't real. It's like, yeah, dude, you're dumb as fuck. <laughs> but yeah, back to that scenario about the zombie apocalypse with like, there's like a wave of people. You know, they're gonna add 14 people when they come up through southern Missouri, but they're gonna roll on through there, dude, and they're gonna hit my hometown. But you know skyscrapers might take a long time for the zombies to take over and the skywalk in Des Moines. Dude, I kind of imagine it as the way that Game of Thrones described how the zombie apocalypse came through uh, Westeros. It's like, for sure, some shit like that's going to eventually happen. Like, how are you going to stop that shit? So somebody comes in, like I was saying earlier, man, like uh, somebody comes into your house and they're like, yo, give me all your shit. And it's like, dude, if you survive that wave is coming at some point you're gonna get just completely hijacked by so many zombies and you're gonna have to shoot them and if you want to survive and in my opinion it's like i am i'm a pacifist these days unless i fucking be like you know i'm not just gonna let myself get my ass kicked like i'm I'm not gonna throw the first punch if somebody wants to try to hit me dude i hope i have the ability to like get the fuck out of the way of that and it's like okay game the fuck on throw a little fucking front elbow, hit him, jack him in the jaw, fucking hit him with a little right hand, kick him in the body maybe, dude, kick him in the kneecap. Somebody attacks you, full on. Just eliminate that fucking threat. Like, neutralize it. Don't fucking kill him. But, like, get them the fuck away from you and then just move away. And then other people will be able to help you out, hopefully. Because it's like if this maniac is trying to punch you in the face and it's like just hit him a few times and just back the fuck off. You know, however... There's not that luxury when you're dealing with fucking zombies, dude. However, I got I got to say though, I got to say for all intents and purposes, I don't think that zombies are actually real. It there's a, there, like you have like the cordyceps uh mushroom that you know that is whew, that parasite that's crazy, dude. Like you got a living organism that'll hijack an ant Make it go to the highest point it can find. Release a bunch of spores out of its head. Spread that cordyceps mushroom to other ants. And the other ants do the same thing and spread this fucking thing around. And it's like, what is the value in that kind of fucking crazy-ass demon spore, you know? <laughs> I don't know how we got here. You know, this is the empty parlor. And at this point, this is the the crazy ramblings of Jeff Lynch where I'm just going to go on whatever kind of tangent that my brain leads me on. But right now I'm talking about the cordyceps mushrooms that take over ants and just make them spread the spores around in their local area it, as if it's like a fucking disease where these spores, like, uh, it's so nuts. Like, you you have, like, parasitic wasps that do this kind of thing where they'll lay their eggs inside of some sort of prey animal or prey bug or whatever. And it's gruesome. The fucking babies will fucking explode out and then eat the eat the host. It's insane. But like this cordyceps mushroom will not only fucking I I believe it uses it the host for nutrients, but the fact that it can somehow hijack its brain and go to a specific location of the doing of 
this biological mechanism that is the cordyceps mushroom because it, it's not it's if you really think about this is consciousness a real stream of reality being forced through us or is consciousness just like the confirmation bias of our brain saying that yeah dude i understand everything that's going on because if the if like or is it like are humans specially equipped because if you can have an ant get hijacked by a fucking spore that poofs out of a f- like whatever the thing in a mushroom is called that shoots the spores out you have that occur and this ant does something completely different than what an ant is actually programmed to do and the really cool thing here is that like with an ant colony that ant that female ant that is being hijacked by the cordyceps mushroom to go and spread the cordyceps mushroom spores at the highest peak that it can find is like is also being influenced by the pheromones of the queen ant because the queen ant lays all the queen, the the ant eggs which almost always end up being female ants and those female ants lay on pheromone trails but then the queen can somehow send messages to the ants to be able to influence them to do certain things which is super fucking interesting but with this cordyceps mushroom i think it brings up a really interesting topic where like is living matter is are things like ambulatory matter things that move around at their own will as an ant does it that being hijacked by a cordyceps mushroom would be an interesting thing to research but you know right now you know empty parlor let's just empty parlor it up and let's just fucking spitball on this like we do you know i got 13 i got 23 minutes left boys and girls guys girls not binary pals you know like we got all sorts of time left over so i'm thinking like is the idea of consciousness not actually the consciousness that myself jeff has thought about in the past wherein I was thinking about consciousness as like a, like a stream of a television signal being thrown around and my brain is an antenna that picked up on that signal. And it's kind of like paired with that. It's like Bluetooth tethered to that shit, you know? And that's like uh, my meat body I'm in is influenced by the brain, not the brain. My brain is the meat body and my consciousness or whatever makes me, me is a thing that jumped into that meat body through the television signal that's being bounced around throughout the cosmic reality that we live in, you know? Uh, however, though, it's like, is that really the true... Is that the truth? Or is that just a projection of my own fantasy? Because, you know, if you if you think about what's going on with cordyceps mushroom impacting ants, you know, you can say that an ant doesn't have any sort of consciousness, doesn't have any cognition, and doesn't have the ability to be like, I'm a fucking ant, dude, and I'm about to go spread my pheromones all over that trail, and I'm going to find some dope-ass fucking places to buy, to find some fucking larvae, dude. We're, we're, I'm going to find a fucking termite layer, dude, and we're going to sneak in that motherfucker, and we're going to steal a bunch of their babies, and then eat them, and then give some of our, some of, to the queen, you know, like, if, if an ant can do that kind of thing, and they're like, they're like, yo, dude, hey, this is like MTV Cribs, bro, not Cribs, but it's like, this is MTV The Real World, world. I'm doing a fucking, like, face-to-face with the camera right now, yo, Terry over there has been saying, he's been saying he wants to go over to that spooky-ass black fucking house, 
And that house stinks, man. That house looks like shit. It's got some vents on it, and I'm pretty sure we're not supposed to go in there, dude. And Terry's like, we need to go the fuck in there, dude. We need to go inside of that place because we don't. We're fucking a bunch of dorks. We're a bunch of drones. And they're like, we are drones. And then, and, and then he's like, we're better than that, Steve. Steve's like, I don't think we should do that. But then Terry's like, we should. And then now I'm on the sidelines over here talking to you to the camera right now while Steve's fucking tentatively walking towards that spooky-ass black fucking death trap that i think is going on over there because that place fucking stinks it's burning up my nostrils that i don't have my antenna are freaking out over here you know like the life of an ant would be would be pretty nuts because they're gonna find traps and stuff and they communicate with each other and they gotta go through through some shit and ants gotta be like they gotta deal with kids with with magnifying glasses, kids with buckets of water, you're gonna get drowned one day. You're trying to go back to your, you're trying to go back to your ant hill, just chilling. You're a bunch of black ants, just like, I'm having a good time. And this ant hill, it took us like two days to make. These people didn't even see it coming. It came out of fucking nowhere. All of a sudden, there's a bunch of ants hanging outside of your house. But then you're like, that's fine. You know, what are the ants gonna do? And some people are like, you gotta kill them. They're going to fuck up. They're going to fuck up underneath the sidewalk. It's like, man, I think the ants should just be able to exist. But sometimes a kid goes out there and starts melting ants. Imagine that, bro. You're an ant. It's like fucking World War One, and you're a fucking, you're a French guy with a sword in his hand thinking he's going to fucking fight people with a sword in World War, or World War One. French fighting against the fucking crazy ass Nazis, dude. Not Nazis at that point. The Germans. The was it Imperial Germans? Whatever the, whatever it was, it was bad. But <laughs> you're a French guy, and the reason. So actually, you know, side topic is the reason that people in America think that French people are cowards or whatever. So it has like not really anything to do with any sort of American slash French controversy or anything. It's just like some bullshit propaganda piece that got pushed out probably by the uh, Germans, I would assume, to the American people to try to like reduce trust in the French because uh, before World War One, the French were an amazingly strong army, but then the mechanization prior to and during World War One really changed everything. And the fucking French were just doing cavalry charges at like machine guns <laughs> in the World War One, just getting fucked up. So then they had to like retreat a lot, and that's why like dipshits in America are like, "Here's the white flag. That's for that's for France." But what's what's fucking funny to me though is that growing up in Iowa, if you look at the Iowa flag, the Iowa flag is a French flag with an eagle on it. So these people are like talking shit about their own like heritage because. This is a French colony prior to, you know, ratification. And it's like, yo, dude, you gotta you gotta have some real deep ignorance to talk like blatant shit about the French for no real reason because they were like an incredibly powerful army prior to World War One and they actually got their shit together. You know, the French army is is pretty good at this point. And I worked with some French and they they were pretty spot on in the in the military. And <laughs> You have these people that are like fucking dumbass fucking French people with your fucking cowardice. And it's like, dude, look at your flag. The flag that you have out hanging outside your house underneath the American flag, bro. That's the Iowa flag. And uh, it's French, bro. It's French. Des Moines, Iowa. It's French. Of the monks. You know? <laughs> 
But, you know, it's been like 43 minutes. We'll just do this as like a solo cast. Um, let me see if I can kind of like uh, count it out. Uh, so, you know, this has been an edition of the Empty Parlor hosted by Jeff. Uh, I really didn't talk about anything. I was just talking about <laughs> zombie apocalypse and bullshit like that. So we can talk about it like Jeff. Jeff's zombie apocalypse O plan. I don't fucking know. Um, but go be sure to tune into punninggame.com. There are plenty of podcasts on there, such as Who Gives a Who Gives an F, Not Worth the Time, The Empty Parlor, No Rational Thought, and of course Matt's In Syndication podcast. I don't care if he doesn't think they're in, in syndication. Anybody can download them and spread those around. But you got Matt's podcasts that are The Grove and Monster Jamboree. Check those out. But uh, most importantly, check out The Empty Parlor and go back to previous episodes. We have merchandise out there on the stores. You go to punninggame.com. You click on punninggame.com, and you go to the hamburger at the top left, and you go to the punning game shop. You go there, and you scroll all the way down to the bottom. In the bottom right-hand side, you get the parlor tripping shirt, and you can also find a hoodie. So if you click on that link, you can also navigate to getting a hoodie. The shirts are $20, and the hoodies are $35. And also, I really want to rep uh, my pepper company iowa pepper company where i make hot sauce and make some dope ass fucking hot sauce i burn faces burn mouths burn buttholes but also make people happy because that shit tastes really good so again this has been the empty parlor i've been jeff lynch this is a solo cast matt is out for the week but you guys have a great evening great week i'll see you next time i've been jeff lynch i love you all bye bye